This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Hi, welcome to Breaking Bread. This is the show where we explore food through culture, conversations, and a whole lot of curiosity. I'm your host, Lo Yi Jun, a food writer and recipe developer from the Jun and Tonic blog. This week, we are going to be cooking up a dish in my kitchen. Since we're home a lot more these days due to the COVID pandemic, I thought it would be useful and hopefully really fun as well for you listeners to learn a bit more about cooking and get to know a simple recipe or two. On today's episode, we'll be making kimchi. Now, as you probably know, kimchi is a classic Korean dish that's really indispensable in many Korean meals. But while you might ultimately think of kimchi as that spicy cabbage dish, it actually encompasses so much more, as I learned from Eric Kim, this brilliant Korean-American food writer that I had the pleasure of working with. Kimchi doesn't just refer to fermented cabbage, but it's a term used for a whole parade of Korean dishes. In Eric's piece on kimchi for the New York Times, he wrote, and I quote, most people think of the red-hot fermented cabbage dish as a singular noun. But I think of kimchi as a verb, and as one of the few Korean food words to make its way into English dictionaries, Kimchi is an umbrella term for a much larger world of dishes you can find on any given Korean table. Here's the thing, you can kimchi just about anything. Napa cabbage is most traditional, but radishes, scallions, and cucumbers are also popular. Nutty, grassy perilla leaves, part of the mint family, make for great kimchi, as do rams, apples, and even raw squid. End quote. So really, I hope this gives you an inkling as to just how far and wide kimchi stretches. So on this episode, I'll be using Eric's kimchi recipe to walk you through the simple steps for making a kimchi that would gain the approval of any Korean ajuma. And maybe even your Korean crush of Song Joon-ki. So without further ado, let's head to the kitchen. Hello, hello. So we are in the kitchen. Well, I am in the kitchen. And as you might be able to hear, it's raining pretty heavily, but uh, that doesn't matter. The show will go on. And uh, today I'll be making some Korean kimchi. Oh, that's the thunder. Well, I'm going to channel my uh, inner ajuma here and make a pretty legit kimchi, I would say. Um, so I'm using a recipe from Food52. Uh, it's actually by Eric Kim, who I used to work with. He was my editor and he's this like, amazing guy who writes super duper well. And he's Korean. So this is actually a recipe that his mom uses to make kimchi. And there's some interesting twists and uh, interesting techniques that he uses here. So instead of using a uh, typical 
um, slurry that you make out of rice flour cooked with a bit of water and sugar to, to make it thick. Eric's mum uses a potato, which apparently works really well. So I'm going to try that technique today. But everything else, most of it is still going to be the same. Uh, you're just going to have a bunch of uh, vegetables, um, which we have to process. And then we'll make the kimchi sauce with some Korean chili flakes and some fish sauce. And we're going to put it all together. So first of all, veggies. So today I am going to do actually two kinds of kimchi. I have a napa cabbage in front of me. So we're going to make a napa cabbage kimchi. And also I'm going to just do a radish kimchi as well. Uh, which I have actually already processed. So I just peeled the radish, uh, chopped them up into pieces. And so all that's left to do now is to cut up the cabbage. Okay, so I have a whole head of cabbage here and I'm just going to quarter it. So it becomes easier to work with. So I have my quarters of napa cabbage. Just tearing the leaves apart a bit. Okay. And now I'm going to actually salt these uh, quarters of cabbage. So I'm putting the cabbage into a bowl and just uh, sprinkling some salt in it and rubbing the salt through each layer of uh, cabbage leaf. So this is important because it draws out the moisture from the cabbage itself. So your kimchi doesn't become like super wet and gloopy. And at this point, it doesn't matter if you're using way too much salt than uh, you would usually use for dishes because we're going to wash it later on and uh, wash the excess salt away. And after rubbing salt through the leaves, we're just going to let it sit in a bowl. So I'm just kind of giving it a, a bit of a massage here. But once I uh, season through all the leaves, I'm just going to leave it and let it sit here for a bit, for around like one, two hours really. You can keep it for longer, but keep it for at least one, two hours. Okay, final few leaves here. Okay, so I'm just gonna leave that, put that to the side. And I actually already salted the uh, radishes yesterday. So there's no need for that. Okay, next. We are going to uh, make the slurry. Oh, sorry about all the thunder going on. Okay, so like I said, uh, instead of rice flour, we're actually going to grate up a potato here. I'm just heating up a bit of water here, bringing it to a boil. This is just about a cup of water, or 240 milliliters. And I'm going to peel my potato. So I'm actually going to grate this potato here and uh, put it into the hot water just to cook for a short while. And that will create almost like a very loose mashed potato texture. And that apparently is really good for making kimchi. So there's something again that I didn't know, but it works. It's a cool technique. So of course I had to try it. Um, but uh, yeah, so let me go ahead and grate this potato. I'm just using a regular russet potato. 
Okay, I'm done grating the potato. Now I'm just gonna put it into the boiling water. And then just gonna simmer it for a few minutes so that it just cooks a bit. Okay, then I'm just gonna give it a quick stir. And I'm just gonna let that simmer for, I'll say just three to five minutes. Okay, while that is going on, let me prepare the rest of the uh, vegetables for the kimchi sauce. Um, what we need is uh, a lot of garlic, a bit of ginger, and uh, also for some sweetness, I'm gonna use a pear. Okay, let's start off with the garlic. Now I'm just gonna cut all of this up and uh, put it into a food processor. So you don't really have to cut it super small. I'm just like doing a rough uh, chop so the food processor can mix it better. But let me just chop up the garlic. So for a single recipe, you need six to eight cloves of garlic. Okay, and then after you have your garlic, uh, which I am still cutting, it'll take some time, um, you are also gonna get a bit of ginger, just about a one inch piece, like a thumb-sized piece, and just cut that in half and throw it in the food processor as well. So I'm gonna crunch down and do those things, and I'll come back when I'm done processing through the garlic and the ginger. Okay, so uh, I've just finished processing the uh, garlic and the ginger, put it into a food processor, and I'm also gonna add in a bit of uh, pear. So you can use a pear, especially a Korean pear, uh, just to fit with the uh, Korean theme here, I guess. But you could also use an apple. So it just adds a bit of sweetness and a bit more complexity to the kimchi itself. So I just have a pear here that I just peeled. Just gonna. Again, cut it up into chunks and just throw it in the food processor as well. I'm using about a half a pear here. Also, to our food processor, uh, we're gonna add the uh, chili flakes. So you can use uh, as much or as little as you like, uh, depending on how spicy you want it. So I recommend half a cup of uh, Korean chili flakes or gochugaru for a uh, standard level of spiciness. But I'm going to add a bit more since I'm doubling my recipe here. And just to help it blend a bit better, I'm also going to add the fish sauce in. So for the fish sauce, uh, I'm going to use a quarter of a cup and we'll see how it tastes. So usually for um, kimchi, they use some salted shrimp, but I don't have any salted shrimp. Um, so I'm gonna use some budu sauce actually, which I have in my fridge. So this is go again going a bit off script and it's very non-Korean, but that's what I have in my fridge, in my pantry. So that's what I'm gonna use. 
You could also actually use chinchalo, which is going to be a bit more similar to the uh, Korean salted shrimp. But I don't have chinchalo, so I'm using a bit of budu, which hopefully is going to taste even more umami and even more complex. So budu is a bit potent, so I'm just going to go with a uh, quarter cup to begin with. So that's about like 60 mils or 60 grams. Uh, and then we'll see how we do. Again, this is going off script. You don't have to follow this part if you, if you don't want to, if you feel that it's a bit weird. Or if you're not a fan of budu, because it can be a bit strong and pungent. Um, but uh, okay, so I have everything in the food processor. I'm pop the cover on. And I'm just gonna let this blend up. How does it look? Okay, and we're good. And now we have this really aromatic paste. So the potatoes were done from a while ago. Uh, I've just let it cool down on the side. And I'm gonna check on my cabbage. So I've just let my cabbage sit for um, an hour just to salt and now we're gonna give it a wash I'm just washing away the excess excess salt here and after washing you're just gonna give it a bit of a squeeze to again remove any excess liquid and there's so many ways of making kimchi, like if you asked any Korean family, they will have their own family recipe. Um, so while there are a few key things that you have to get right uh, in the process, like the importance of salting it and using Korean chili flakes and, and using the uh, typical bunch of aromatics. But besides that, there's so many ways you can take it really. You can kimchi-fy so many different things. Um, not just radish and cabbage like we're doing here. These are quite classic kimchis. But you can also, you know, do a quick cucumber kimchi, maybe even some uh, sengguang kimchi for a more localized flavor, maybe even like brinjal. Yeah, so really you can make kimchi out of anything. And, and even leafy vegetables like kangkong or the other time I tried actually doing it for I think it was like some sort of plant in the, in the mint family. I'm not, I'm not entirely sure, but I, I made it the other time. Uh, and yeah, it was pretty good. So, just giving the cabbage a wash. Okay, so I am going to mix the red kimchi sauce that we had with the potato that we just cooked. Just giving that a quick stir so it comes together in an even paste okay then here's the fun bit uh, you're gonna get a pair of gloves you can also do it with bare hands really but um, 
I, I don't like the afterburn of uh, chilies on your hands. So I'm going to wear a pair of gloves. And you're going to just slather the sauce onto the cabbage. And I'm also going to do it for the radish. So I also have a, a glass container uh, on the side just to put my uh, seasoned and ready to ferment kimchi. But let's go ahead and kimchi-fy this cabbage. So you can be pretty rough with this, uh, but make sure you have the kimchi within the different layers of the cabbage itself. So again, like you did with uh, salting the cabbage before, make sure to peel out each uh, layer of cabbage and rub the kimchi sauce all into the leaves. Now, of course, there are so many kimchi brands out there now. You're going to, if you go to any supermarkets, you can find various brands of kimchi. But it's always nice to make it at home on your own so you can control the flavor and you can, you know, play with it, experiment with it. And usually the things you make at home can taste miles better. So I'm just going to hunker down and do what a Korean ajuma would do and just spend this uh, rainy evening massaging these cabbage leaves with uh, this red kimchi sauce. Let me get into my zen zone and uh, I'll come back after all these cabbages have been kimchi-fied. Okay, so I've just finished uh, rubbing kimchi all over my cabbage and also the uh, radish that I had. So the final step now is to uh, give it a bit of a taste and so you can adjust the seasoning. So I'm just going to taste this piece of radish here. Mm. I think it needs a Maybe a touch more sugar, but the salt level is pretty perfect. So, let me just add a bit of brown sugar to it. Okay, then just run my hands through the kimchi again. Okay, and that's it. So, you're gonna keep this kimchi. Uh, so there are two ways you can do it. If you want it to ferment quicker, you can actually keep it out because um, Malaysia is pretty humid. I would suggest just keeping it out for a few days, like five to seven days, maybe even less if your kitchen is really, really warm and humid. And after that, you can store it in the fridge. So within that um, one week period, um, it will develop some of the funky flavors that often come with kimchi. But if you're keeping it for way, way longer, I suggest you can just pop it, pop it straight in the fridge and over like a month, two months, three months, even after a year, it will slowly develop in flavor. So there are so many ways you can take this. Uh, again, you don't have to limit yourself to just cabbage and just radish. You can really explore the whole world of kimchi with this base technique. 
So I hope you make this and especially for the fans of uh, Korean food out there, um, maybe on your next Korean drama binge as you're watching it, you can make some kimchi just to feel even more Korean. Anyway, hope you have a good one and uh, take care. Now that is it for this week's episode. I hope you found this recipe really interesting and really easy to follow as well. And hopefully it galvanizes you into cooking. As usual, I'll leave a link for this recipe in the show notes. But if you're in the mood to learn and read some more fun recipes, especially some crazy ones that I've created like tofu tarts and mooncake flavored donuts, you can keep up to date with me on Instagram. I'm at Jun and Tonic. That's J-U-N dot A-N-D dot T-O-N-I-C. Finally, to listen to more episodes of Breaking Bread, we're on iTunes, Spotify, and also on the BFM app. I'm Jun, and you've been listening to Breaking Bread on BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.